how many fights do, does Galdi and I get in this summer? Um, we're spending about 60 days together. Oh, fuck. It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. Woo! everybody to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. As usual, we have the uh, Canadian Motocross personalities that everybody knows and loves, Newfoundland, and, and it is finally time. Today we get to officially move out of the off-season and into the uh, motocross portion of the 2023 tr- Canadian Triple Crown Series. Uh, I'm excited about this. Uh, you guys did a, a really great job in the uh, silly season, kind of working your contacts and getting a lot of details from behind the scenes, but it's kind of nice to step out from behind the scenes and get into the... Uh, into the details and into some bench racing. Uh, so Noof, uh, I assume you're probably pretty excited about this as well. Is there anything that uh, intrigues you about the series that we're heading into here? Well, I can't believe we're already here. I mean, it's uh, we, we've been talking lots of off-season stuff, the, obviously in the off-season, but it's here. <laughs> we're, we're six. <laughs> hey, Goldie. Sorry. Just go, hey, just go fuck up the Instagram. <laughs> Uh, good intro, Noof. Way to go, man. Way yeah, go. I know. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it is. Like, honestly, we're doing this on, on Sunday. Uh, we're six days away. I can't believe it's uh I can't believe it's here. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I mean, we're going to we're going to Edmonton. I don't know if they've actually started building the track yet, which we've kind of alluded to that last last week on the uh, on the pod. But um, yeah, I mean there was some interesting juicy stuff which Galdi and I will get into uh here with some uh 250 guys uh leaving teams and separating ways and stuff but Galdi what do you think six days away I'm uh I'm pretty jacked before we get into this Ken I know you're a host I'm a little upset like I've... I'm putting all this extra work in I go over the top and you're always like it's the Newf and Galdi and then hey listen to Newf and then Galdi yeah like, <laughs> well, I should better. be first no I should be shouldn't. first no. Well, Ken, Ken, Ken didn't even introduce himself. Yeah, I just That's realized true. that. Who as the well. fuck is that guy now that we're listening to? Noof? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you know what, guys? I mean, like you said, we've been uh, plowing through shows since uh, January, coming up with lots of good things and digging into our our uh, a bag of goodies as far as talking to people and everything. And it's been been amazing. But now we are going racing, like Noof said, six days away. Um, for those that don't know, uh, that listen to us, yeah, it's Saturday, right? Don't forget, guys, it is Saturday, Saturday for round one. 4 p.m. Um, 4 p.m. Yeah, right. 4 p.m. We go live on TV. Myself and Liam O'Farrell are going to be in the booth. Noof has an interesting take on that. Um, <laughs> well, we can maybe talk about that at the end. And then, uh, but yeah. So and there's there's like drag racing. I think before at Noof and stuff. Yeah, I, I just I just it's heard a full day. Week. It's a full day of entertainment. That's cool. It's like a it's like a there'll be a Ferris wheel there. Me and maybe me and Fossiati will get on the Ferris wheel. Uh, no, take Ken. Take Ken for a ride. Uh, well, yeah, Ken. We will get a bottle of wine. Go for a Ferris wheel ride. <laughs> I'm in. Ken just, 100% Ken in. Ken just throwing up after the first <laughs> revolution of this. Well, Ken's still hung over from Go for Dance. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's gonna go all summer actually. That was a long stint. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm Jack, boys. It's going to be really good. Obviously, uh, we've discussed a little bit the 250 class, a lot deeper 
than the 450, but the 450 is going to have some compelling uh, storylines um, going into it as well. And, you know, who who will do the series? Who do we think is going to, you know, last and outlast and, and all that kind of stuff? And uh, other than round one at Edmonton, every other round has been is solidified. Like, you know what you're going to get. You know what the track's going to be kind of like. You, you're the preparation of the riders, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be pretty badass. I think, uh, and we said it, you know, a few weeks back. I think that this is the best sort of look to the series since Triple Crown has took it over, as far as venues and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty jacked for sure, man. So I'm, I, bomb- I'm bummed I won't be there at round one, but I'll be doing TV from, uh, from the booth. So we'll are be- you going to be able to stay up that late? First moto doesn't start till seven your time. No, six uh, your time. No, six, six my time. time. Six o'clock. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some, you know, I'm, you know, some behind closed doors activities that keeps me awake. I'm good to go. <laughs> Charlie good to go. Vegas. Yeah, Charlie yeah, Vegas. Charlie <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Goldie, let me ask you this one then. So, from a series standpoint, obviously Edmonton is kind of the quote unquote uh, question mark because it is all new. But I think the rest, rest of it's status quo, right? Like nothing else tracks we've all been to nothing new and on that standpoint yeah uh, i don't um i mean other than maybe some subtle little changes but you know you're going to go to calgary you're going uh flat up top and the valley's on either side uh cam loops is going to be gnarly after three days four days of practice and um amateur racing so it's going to be gnarly on a sunday and the boys there will do a great job and then once we come east you know, Gopher, Sandalee, yeah. Deschambault, like Moncton, it's all pretty standard other than maybe some little changes that might just kind of, you know, add add a little extra time or take away a little time on the track. But right. bike, bike setups and all that stuff should be relatively the same for every single rider team um, other than the Edmonton one. And, and honestly, it's, it's pretty wild that we're going to Edmonton for round one. Um, you know, not that we need a track map or – we need, you know, this is motocross, right? You get there, you learn how to ride. That's kind of the the, the sort of thing that you learn as a racer. But it's <laughs> so pretty, I, it's like yeah. a ghost. It's like a ghost world right now. You know, you know what's funny? Going in so, there. So our buddy, Cal Nowicki, um, he texts me on Wednesday or whatever. So obviously he's a big part of this Edmonton thing going down with the equipment. Title sponsor. Title, Title sponsor. sponsor. What's it? Give him a shout out on his equipment there. Heavy metal. Heavy metal. Heavy metal. Okay. Uh, he... T- he texted me on like Wednesday this past week. He's like, "Hey man, uh, just saw the track map for Edmonton. Looks pretty wild." And normally, like, I should be like, "Hey, can you send me a photo of it?" I'm like, "I don't. I just want it to be a surprise. Like, yeah. I'm not even. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I don't. I, I'm like, oh yeah, it looks cool. He's like, it looks pretty wild. Like, I didn't dig for it. Like, I'm sure he would have sent it to me, but." Uh, I just wanted to be a surprise, just like the rest of us, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's an over under bridge. They got to ride a cow midway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna hop on the. They're gonna hop on the uh, um, airport landing. The drag strip. strip. Yeah. yeah. Just grab gears. Just grab gears. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. And like, for me, like obviously being part of GDR and as an ex racer like you are, like. I hate the anticipation of waiting around. Like that Saturday is going to be tough. We're not riding dirt bikes till noon. I like getting up six in the morning, crack of dawn, freaking getting right at it. You know what I mean? Like you're the same as me, Galdi, on that side. But we're going to be a lot of waiting around. It's it's, it's going to be pretty, interesting. I've seen the schedule. I got it sent to me because um, with the COVID quit side of things, we got some some uh, per round sponsors. So I got the daily schedule, and I'm like, holy Jesus, this ever laid back and. Like, yeah, a lot of sort of just kind of waiting and, and uh, 
for the riders and all that kind of i'm not too sure how to take it um i yeah. think there's a there's a press day friday right new if i think i don't know that's news okay. to me I'm, i okay. know all i know is i got flown in on thursday and i'm going why the hell am i going in two days early for this thing but uh well you're you're so, the only one gonna be there to set the tent up so oh um, that's why i got brought yeah, in early that's yeah how, yes. that's how it's gonna work and you gotta go grocery shopping uh and do some um dealer signings and all that hopefully kind of stuff. the hopefully the card works yeah, <laughs> I don't think you don't have. You're not gonna have access to that anymore. You've been cut. You've been snipped. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I you think, know what? I think I think overall though, like as we're as we're talking about this, like yeah, it's you know we're kind of we're kind of poking at it a little bit and kind of making fun of it a little bit. But at the same time, there's no better time to do it than the first round. I mean, that would be weird if it was halfway through the season or the ender or something like that. Because I do think that we're gonna get into real motocross literally seven days after that when it comes Kamloops. It's the first round. It's unknown. It's a sprint, three-motor format. Like, fucking throw everybody to the wolves, basically, and just like, boys, the gate drops. Let's see what you got. And, Noof, you can attest to this because you rode that because de- uh, I, I fucked up the Instagram. Um, that track has always been extremely fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. everybody is going to be feeling good, I think. Like, it's not going to get crazy rough um super deep all those kinds of things unless of course they they attest to that i know the vision built guys um, yeah. that build those tracks here in ontario are going out to build the track Good. so um but it's very clay hard packed soil so um, it doesn't get rough it's like, not going to worst, get yeah the worst of days that we've been there it never got rough like it, it would get a few breaking bumps here and there but yeah fucking hero dirt man like the most traction you've ever had in your life uh i raced there in 08 was the only year and i rode there again in 12 but um holy fuck you feel good on that track like everybody feels good just like you said called it's like traction's unbelievable all that kind of stuff actually by any chance have any of you guys looked at weather i haven't no Mm -hmm. no (laughs) are we are we good right now yeah i'm not predicting on that but it is calling for rain oh um (laughs) That would change that things will be, up. A that bit. will be gross if it rains because it'll be a slippery, tacky nonsense, and that it could throw everything. Well, oh, that would the be window. the worst dirt ever to rain yeah. mud on. Like literally, like yeah. the heaviest shit you've ever seen in your life, right? But yeah, I mean, the weather has been crazy here in the West, right? Like it's been hot. Obviously, we touched on it last week, but fucking Alberta's on fire, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and yeah. So, anyways, let's move yeah. on. Let's get into the riders. Yeah, let's. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Are you ready, Ken? Yep. Uh, this is this is Ken. Ken, by the way. Yeah, yeah Ken, Ken, Ken. 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 What's your wife's name? Christine. Ken and Christine. Yeah. Okay. They're on tour, ladies and gentlemen. Find them, meet them, bring them whiskey. Um, cause Ken's got a lot of work to do. So yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Well, that's why he gets paid the big dollars. Calvin. Yeah, this is true. This is yeah, true. He's the right. highest paid, uh, um, employee at Canadian motocross. This is right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Correct. That's you are correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like new computer and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, he gets paid in product. Not yeah. That I, that I need for the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Okay. Oh shit. Goldie, did you do sponsor reads? No, let's get into that. Yeah. Um, big thank you to the the names that are going to get read off here. KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas Canada. Thank you so much, guys, for joining on board. Allison Thompson, you're an absolute beauty. We appreciate the support that you've given us. The competitive, the com- competition and aggressiveness of KTM, the sophistication, serious, and personality of Husqvarna, and the community-shared fun of riding at Gas Gas. 
Uh, big thanks to those guys. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory-level suspension to every rider. Did you know that you can get the same great product, settings, and services that Racetech offers locally to you with a tuner you can drive to and like to see at your local races? And that right there is Charlie Johnson Racing. He's the man that brought us Racetech. So if you're in the Alberta area or even anywhere around the Canadian uh, National Series Charlie Johnson Racing can hook you up. Racetech Products. He is a service center, and he is the man that is uh, very supportive of what we do. All Racetech Products, 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Bristol Coachworks, custom motor van builds right here in Canada, whether they are full-on builds or just accessorizing and making the basic motor vans for the Weekend Warrior. Um, Monster Energy Kawasaki Huber years ago got a, a Sprinter van that was unbelievable. We actually used to use it at our um, after-hours parties because the lights were so sick on it. Um, yeah, the McNabs uh, got a, an amazing sprinter just last year, all custom fit for Brad McNabb, who is uh, paraplegic in a wheelchair, and they made that. So he has access, he can drive, and of course, Ryder helps around there. And then the GDR rig at the front lounge. Uh, this is where Noof sleeps on race day when he says that he's working so much. So uh, it is obviously very comfy. Um, RV repairs and refurbishment, full upholstery division to uh, to do boats or vehicle interiors. So Bristol Coachworks on YouTube and Instagram at Bristol Coachworks. And the uh, latest one that joined us on, kind of just later on our program, callismoto.com, Canadian brand focused on the rider, fueled by passion. 100% of the proceeds go directly back into the sport. And Ken, I got confirmation that you should have your stuff the first of this week. Sweet. Perfect. So you are going to be looking stylish. Um, yep. Maybe you can send in the group text, maybe some some fun stuff with you and Christine well, wearing, wearing your jersey. Instagram post with Ken mm-hmm. wearing his pickup kit. Well, uh, yes, 100%. I was thinking more just something fun in our group with him and his old lady partying in the new gear. Well, we're going to do yeah. it on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Partying, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that too, Noof, okay? I was, you know, going in other directions there. But um, big <laughs> thanks out to those guys. And, of course, we'll have the halftime reads with all those yeah. other sponsors. And, um Ken, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to pick. Is it 250 or 450? Where are we starting here? Because I think we'll start with the 250s. We got some stories. Yeah, we'll start with we the 250s because uh, okay. I think that's the deeper class and there's quite a bit more to talk about there, I think. Um, so I think the way we're going to do it is we'll break everything up uh, kind of into three groups, the 250 championship kind of guys, which those are all outlined pretty, pretty straightforwardly. And then there's that next group that could be kind of winning motos and podium overalls, maybe an overall, but not super likely and then there's kind of just the rest of the field that we'll we'll run through there so uh starting with the uh 250 class championship picks um so we have i think uh we were texting earlier and we kind of laid this out i think you got McNabb, harrison natsky and piccolo so um <clears throat> galdi i guess uh kind of just out of those four guys or even just talk about how that's going to play out uh pick one or two and just uh fill us in what you think on all those guys well, those four between them, obviously, we got Harrison and Noski, who are on the exact same bikes, exact same program um, moving forward. So you got to think they're comfy uh, moving ahead of the other two with McNabb, obviously coming in a little bit under the radar as far as injuries go. And then Piccolo on the new squad, although uh, from what we saw at our little fun gathering at, uh, at Gopher Dunes, he... He's very active. We know that. He's very active on the bike. Um, And um, we're going to see if that can make sense transitioning into into the races. But again, I think, I really think it's, like Noof said, I I believe it was on our last show, the round one is kind of like up in the air. 
um, because of the way the track is, the uncertainty. But Kamloops is going to be gnarly, 30-plus-2, probably hot as balls uh, out of that thing. So it's, I feel like round one caters to Piccolo and McNabb just for the sheer fact that the raw speed they have, although McNabb will not be 100%. He'll be, he'll be good. He'll be 80%, I feel. But um, as far as my nod right now goes, I feel like Harrison and Natsuki have the edge, but I do believe at round one, Piccolo will be the rider that shows the just the unbelievable raw speed, uh, like we were kind of alluding to earlier. It's not going to be rough. Um, by the sounds of it, Noof said it might not be too, too uh, warm either. Um, so um, to break down those four round one, I, I feel like Harrison and Natsuki have that experience coming in, but I feel like Piccolo was going to come out of the gate unbelievably swinging, so excited about the new bike, the new team, also wanting to show off. Uh, I've shared thoughts on him before. Like, he's, you know, obviously lack of a better term, but the right amount of dumb, when he gets there, he's going to be able to shut off the pressure and the and the new team and sponsors and things like that, and he's going to drop the hammer. I feel like he's going to be really good. Goldie, um, sorry to, sorry to yeah, go ahead. If, if there's a twister on the line, that's Jake Piccolo. Yeah. Like he knows right? how to twist the throttle. Yeah. Like, that's... His That's, his ability to do that, Noof, is, is probably, like, next level to the other guys we're talking about. Well, yeah, and what's crazy with Jake is, like, he can go, like, without even warming up or seeing the track, his first lap could be the same speed as his actually hot lap. You know what I mean? Because he's just a twister. What do you yeah. call it? Right, right amount of dumb, I guess. Right amount, yeah. again, lack <laughs> of a better <laughs> term, but that's yeah, just no, a, it's not. the term that's, it's, it's, it's no not offense. Dumb, but. Yeah, no. Um, but, um, yeah, those four guys, I, I believe, definitely are, are ones that we're going to be talking about the most yeah. all year long. And, and heading into this round, I, I give Piccolo a little bit of the edge. Um, and we know, um, I, uh, Newf will know this a little bit more, they've put a little bit of extra time into that bike uh, this year. And you can see... Well, they're still, they're still putting they're, in time. They're still doing it. And you can see globally that the 250 Honda is, is, yes. is now up to par Doesn't with better. said Yamahas or those KTMs. Uh, on every uh, major sort of series, right? So, so um, on on. Sorry to interrupt you again. Yeah, again, yeah, just like, cut me you, off, man. Like, what the fuck? I know. I'm, I'm just cutting you off because that's usually what you're good at. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> there it is. There's the first one. Yeah. They are putting the extra work in. I called uh, Derek the other night. It was eight o'clock in Ontario, and they're testing. Still testing. Like, this late in the game, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, we're trying to get every last minute in, right? So they're yeah. putting in the work. Okay, so now you say that. I'm an opposite team manager uh, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm like... Team just, affiliation. Uh, team affiliation. I, I know that both uh, Wright and Piccolo spent time at the Lawrences. They probably got to see some things that other people yeah. wouldn't see. So me looking at when you just said that, Newf, I'm like, okay, maybe they're not that satisfied with what they got. They're spending that much more time in. And wow. so you can look at it both ways. Yeah. You can look no, at it you both can, ways. You can because, I mean, there's no question that you would love to come in. Uh, you know, I was talking to Braden, who's, who's Dylan's mechanic, and it's like, hey, man, we still got a lot of work to do. And it's like, fuck, truck's leaving today. Most trucks left today, right? For I would say, well, actually, no, the, uh, the ones that I, like Sims, uh, who was I talking to? Sims. I would think like Cobaquids probably left today because they're another day behind. And yeah. um, but like yeah, the Ontario ones I don't think are leaving till like tomorrow or even Tuesday because now the kind of cool thing about the series they only got to go to Edmonton. They don't got to go to true. BC, right? That's so true. they knock off another fifteen hours on the trip. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's always – it doesn't matter whether you're a U.S. team or a Canadian team or whatever. I mean, there's always that last-minute little bit of struggle. Parts are taking longer these days and, and, graphics. and stuff like that. We don't graphics. have our graphics. <laughs> well, we just – back in our day, Goldie, we just threw on the Pro Circuit or FMF pipe and put a fucking set of graphics on it. We're good to go. I remember one year I had a FMF pipe and a Pro Circuit silencer on my 125. <laughs> really? No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, it fit it's the way we did. Dino did a body. He's like, this works the best. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, back in like '97. Yeah, Falkenroid make the power, buddy. <laughs> oh shit! But anyway, um, I, I think Newf, I'll, I'll send it to you. But those top four, I believe, are they going to be the guys for this title, for this championship, through in, throughout? I think my maybe interesting one. It like I have a, I have a lot of respect and a lot of. Uh, I could put some. I would. I would put money down on Natsuki, but I'm. I'm interested to see how he comes out into this series because now, well, he's got the pressure now, right? Well, yeah. yeah. There's the pressure. pressure exactly. Title contender yeah. pressure. Didn't have a great Supercross. Not that I don't. Not that that really matters. But now it's like, hey, you're going around one. Like you are. Yeah, you're expected you're, to win. You're expected yeah. to win. So I, I'm interested to see where that goes, Newf. But no, those, top, those top four are are our guys. Yeah, you're right on that, Galdi, for sure. And and that's something that I never really thought about until you just said it. Like, he jumped in at Walton 1 last year, and he had no pressure. He already missed three or four rounds or whatever it was. Um, and, you know, he just was going out for moto wins. But moto wins is completely different than, you know, the weight of a championship on right. your shoulders. And obviously, you know, Julian PRMX, like, dude, how stoked would he be? be to win a championship and be like fuck you to everybody else because he is kind of the underdog of the teams and he has so zero support yeah kawasaki no. canada yeah. or anything yeah. like his, his funding is all from america yeah. a little yeah. bit of uh he's got this this uh, a good friend of our executive sponsors ammo vr vr premium it's a trailer guy he helps him with some money but yeah like right. he's always so the underdog he's the underdog very right? much so, very much so so obviously josiah like i i don't know him super well all i know is that he's fucking fast he's fit and he can he can get the job done so he is going to be extremely tough and obviously harrison like i think when we did our uh preview pod last year i was like yeah i don't know he's gonna be okay like he didn't have a great supercross season i know you can't compare supercross to motocross but um dude he was legit up here last year and he got better and he had some bad luck obviously uh, with a flat tire there at Moncton or whatever happened, but um, and he just came off a really good Supercross season, so to say. And his like in my eyes for him, like he made every main. He was better this winter than he was last winter, and he has experience on the tracks, um, and he's comfortable. Like Mitchell Harrison, in my eyes, like he's fit right into this series. He yeah. loves it, Nova Scotia. He loves Alex. He fucking loves the cooks. He loves Medagas. I see them out there just grinding on these fucking single track motocross tracks, right? Like it's it's a different world out there. It's like Nom out there when they're, <laughs> when they're training, like literally. Doing um, motos and then carrying a fucking a bunch of baked goods into the Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then but then you got the two kids. You got yeah. and and Jake's not a kid anymore, Piccolo. I mean, he's nineteen. Um, and obviously McNabb, I mean he's he's younger, but you got the two kids that can freaking send it right, like but Ross. There's, there's a five, like I think Josiah is about twenty three, maybe twenty four this year, and right, and Harrison's the same. Yeah, yeah Harrison's same age. Yeah. So there's a yeah. five years, there's at least five years difference between the the two kids. Like there's a good gap there. 
Yeah, well, even more to McNabb, right? Yeah, McNabb yeah. would be uh, 18 this year, I guess, What's right? Or 12, 13 years old? Yeah. 12. <laughs> 12. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just I just love it. Like, we got such a variety, like a uh, – I'm, I'm missing the word, but the, the difference of the guys, like we got the maturity of, of Harrison and, and Natsuki, and then we got the twisters of McNabb and, and Piccolo. Um, dude, this thing is going to freaking shape up. Like it, these, honestly, the four, the four that, that Ken just mentioned, these are, these are the four for me. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And like, I didn't really allude to Harrison. I feel like he has that, the edge, uh, right now, right. The, you know, Piccolo new team, Nosky with that, maybe pressure McNabb coming in hurt Harrison identical, everything, right. The bike hasn't changed. The only, they got new gear company this year. That's it with parts Canada. But I feel like at this first round, although and then I was thinking that as you were talking, Noof, I would have said that the raw speed thing, obviously Pickle, I feel like has that edge on raw speed. But if you remember, um, he won at um, Drum, or not Drummondville. Um, what was the round? Drum Heller. Drum Heller. And the same thing, Pickle was leading motos at Manitoba. And yeah. where it wasn't like a super rough track, it was like a raw speed track. And Harrison chased him down there too in yeah. one or one moto or two moto or not both motos. I can't remember when they were, but anyway, I'd look up the stats right now, but the damn 2022 fucking results are, you can't <laughs> find them. Um, but well, what's crazy. You weren't at Kamloops last year. Ken was there, yeah. but Harrison sucked balls in the yeah. first moto. He got cleaned out by Tyler Gibbs. He got yeah. six. He went six, right? Yeah. And I was like, I, I literally like standing on the sidelines. Like, obviously there was some factors that went into it. I was like, he's out. Oh, well, this ain't going to work. And then <laughs> moto two, it's like he figured it out and he was solid in moto yeah. two. And then all of a sudden we showed up in drum Heller and it was like, holy fuck. Okay. Now, now it's on. You know what I mean? Like it took him. It took him around to figure it out, which, which you know, I thought like what I saw in Moto One, I was like, yeah, that's what I expected. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he he might not surprise. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't weekend, say he sucked balls, but he he, he wasn't. Well, that's what you said though. You just said that. That's what you said. Sorry, Alex. Recorded. Um, yeah, your buddy, you and your buddy. Um, but uh, I yeah, I mean, this weekend with the uh, you know, round one being what it is, sprint moto format, 315s, yeah, probably not going to be too too rough. Those top four guys, and then we're going to get into this next group because there's a few names in there could, that could get the start, but like it's uh, I, I mean, you guys are going to be on property, I'm going to be calling it from the booth, and it's um, I, I believe it's a bit of a crapshoot for this one. I think Noof, if we were going to Kamloops. We'd have a bit more of a uh, yeah a structured yeah. one two three in our opinions. You could predict it a little bit better if we yeah. were going to Kamloops yeah. for round one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we move on from this group here, uh, maybe I'll ask Galdi this, Noof, because I think you're probably a little too close to it. But with the uh, Piccolo and McNabb switch, <clears throat> do you think how much do you think that'll help Piccolo uh, getting in there with Dylan Wright? And then you know we were at GDR a couple weeks ago there, and there's a lot of structure there and he's really involved and he's, he's uh, kind of looked after, I guess. Uh, how much do you think that'll help Piccolo? And then conversely, how much uh, do you think that helped McNabb last year with all of his success and how much will he miss that going into so, uh, this season? Um, I've actually brought this up in a couple of conversations uh, in the last maybe week or so. And I was at Sandalee last weekend and I would MX 101 is very similar structure to what GDR is. It's not it, it, the KTM team is treated like a factory team. Here's your contract. Here's the dates. 
this is when we're testing. Make sure you show up here and be ready. Where when you ride for GDR or say MX 101, it's more of a like, a parental guidance thing where like they're checking in on you all the time. You live on the property or you're always around. You're always, it's, it's a very close knitted uh, program compared to the KTM side of thing. And that is no fault of either side. It's mm. just the way that it is where that KTM, it is literally the only factory team in Canada. Like the yeah. bikes come right. from their factory and they're, they're treated like a factory race team where every other in-house. team, it, yeah, right? every other team is, is based out of almost like a, like a backdoor deal. Yes. MX one one gets bikes from Yamaha, but it's not the bosses at Yamaha dictating what happens. And it's not the bosses at Honda dictating what happens on the GDR. So it can go both ways in the sense of like, and you know what? I could compare this a little bit. I'll, 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 my buddy knew right now, his professional program, him and his dad, we're at each other constantly, right? They could never seem to maybe figure it out to make it work. And sometimes it worked where it, it was amazing and sometimes it hindered, right? That close net, um, passionate sort of effort between a, a father, son, or a family type atmosphere can really be hands-on. And I believe last year it worked well with McNabb. Um, this year with Piccolo, I, I don't know how it's going to work out. I feel like he's embraced it, but he's very... Um, by himself, he's very kind of in his own little world and they have to welcome him in and Dylan Wright's great at that. But like what I was saying about Noof is that when you get that closeness thing, it becomes to a point of like where if you don't do something where you're supposed to do, like a father, you there's an easy disappointment sort of um, a, a level of emotion going there. Yeah. So it, it's not a I'm your boss and listen to me type conversation. It's like I'm your family hey, it's okay, you can do it next time or we'll figure it out, where sometimes it should be like, hey, you're fucking garbage right now. Like, let's go. I'm your boss. So I feel like I'm interested to see. I think, again, with Jake, he's very – he's structured. He just knows how to ride a dirt bike fast, and I don't feel like that will affect him very much, where the McNabb side, it was – they're such a home-based family. They live in their motorhome it really worked um, on the GDR side of things. Like, I think it really was just like a perfect fit and everything made sense. Does that make a difference on the KTM side? I don't know. He's in a, he's in a state of mind right now. You know, he's got a chick. He likes hanging out with his girlfriend. And is he doing the same kind of work? And where Derek or Dylan were hands-on is Pettis and Benoit. Are they going to the gym together? I, you know what I mean? I'm not, I, we text each other back and forth, but I'm not asking those kind of questions. So, um, I mean, I think Ryder knows how to do the work and I think he realizes what it takes to be a champion, but I, I truly do believe that on the Canadian side of racing, the family type atmosphere can be a way more positive one than the sort of corporate structured, um, in-house team thing. It, and that's just from data that has nothing to do with like yeah. who's doing it or voices. Newf, I'll throw it to you on that. I, that's no, how I feel. The you're you're completely right, Goldie. Like the programs are so much different between the two. Like they are completely 100% different. And and what I was going to say, and this is not a knock at GDR by any means, because I've been there for five years, but it takes time. Like honestly, it's we run a different program over there. Look how long it took Dylan to come to his 
potential. You know what I mean? Like yeah. new truck, new chick, new team. <laughs> I mean, we go on record. Trust me, Derek yeah. Sister will never li- let us live it down that we were like, fire them, flip them. <laughs> this is not working. But I think that you see them, you you live with them, you you spend the days with them. Fucking, you know, Derek puts them to work. He sees the work ethic out there, like throwing fucking tires, grooming the track, running the loader. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, I think, like, stop you, certainly. The, the one thing I could say, like, the Canadian racer mentality growing up, you're going to the track with mom and dad, you're going to the yeah. track, this and that. And then when you get into that sort of American type of thing or like a KTM type of race built program, it's like what you see in the States where, say, like, Ryder DeFrancesco, when he goes to the amateur races it's not mom and dad's truck like he no. sleeps at mom and dad's truck but during the day he's over at the rig or the under the big tent and but when you're in the canadian scene born and bred from start to where they get to pro it's nothing but family the emotions the 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 buys and ties that join them together and everything and once that transfers into that pro side of it i think that really is an attractive setting for the longevity of a career, um, in, in, in my opinion, looking at it like that. And, and uh, like you said, Noof, it just, you, it takes a while, but once you figure it out yeah. and then you, you find that sort of inner, inner fit with each other, like the again, are, the, the, the GDR are... program is spitting, spitting data out steady to, to make sense yeah. of it all. Well, the tools... Even, even the MX 101, sorry, sorry, the even MX 101, yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's the exact same. Yeah. MX 101 and GDR are very similar. Uh, the tools are provided. You have to figure out how to use the tools. When you go yeah. to KTM, which is factory, which is fucking awesome, they it's like, here's the bike, here's your mechanic, go do your job. You know what I mean? It's like there's not as much of the other stuff, which is that's real life. Like if you want to go to the next level, if you're on any team in the U.S. and this and that, like it's very – KTM Canada factory team is very – structured like yeah. a u.s factory team which is what the goal is but it's just a it's just a different mentality like you said Goldie. like the family atmosphere is it's different right? almost so. the perfect example is the racing situation yeah last year he was on the factory side of things and it just it just didn't make sense i don't believe that there's a lot of of interaction um other than just being at the track that day but you know say it's nine to five and at yeah. five ten well, you're, you're hired to do a job yeah, you're exactly that. And that that can kind of hinder, I believe, a Canadian type racer because, like I said, we're born and bred with mom and dad and your family and grandma and grandpas and all that kind of shit. And look at the Keists, <laughs> the Keist family. Another great example. Kyle Keist is a fucking uh, Canadian hero, passionate, heart driven. His worst years was when he was on a team outside of a of just a family base where there was. 25 keys that they're sucking down Tim Hortons, cheering them on. You know what I mean? Like, if he, no, right? yeah, like yeah. 100%, right? It's it's just a weird scenario. And it again, it's not knocking that KTM structure because if you get hired for that team, you should feel fucking privileged and ready oh, to you're work. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You're I mean, good. You should be yeah. privileged and ready to work and do it in there. There shouldn't be, you know, that that's almost the way that we want our professionals to be, but also – we throw in our little Canadian series and factor of it all, and then you got to find that happy medium. And and uh, yet again, you look at the track record of some of the teams we're talking about, and it, sometimes it points a little bit better in that direction. And um, you know, the Pettis, Benoit, McNabb—they're going to be amazing this year. Um, and uh, we're going to see. It's almost like the corporation versus the the small guy. You know, it's the David yeah. and Goliath type scenario. Yeah, love it. 
Yeah, and if anybody wants to, they can go back and listen to our uh, interview that we did with Jess Pettis uh, in the off season there, and I think he's a good Don't fit for that. Don't listen to the Marco Canelo one though. No, no, there's no. nothing, not much you can glean <laughs> oh, from that. Marco Polo, where is he? Oh, I miss Marco. I miss him. Uh, but he was really big on the uh, holding himself accountable. So I think he's kind of a good fit for that type of program where he's a professional and he takes it. I think in the 450, that probably works a little better. But I think for these 250 guys, it does help to have that. It's almost kind of like on atmosphere. the. Yeah, exactly, Ken. Good point. Like the more experienced racer might fit in better under that sort of structure because they've, they've learned it, they've gone through the ups and downs, and now they know what it takes yeah. to be. And then, you know, the, the access to, say, parts and amazing bikes and, and, um, structure and money and things like might be better over there, but it might take you four or five years to figure out. Oh, by the way, I really like doing this, but I'm on my own over here. I better work my butt off to make sure it all works out. Yeah, totally. Okay. Let's head into the next group here. So this is people who, uh, will be kind of perennial podium threats and kind of have a chance to win a moto here and there, and maybe, uh, an overall, if everything goes right. Uh, so the list that we have jotted down here, uh, starts with Benoit, then we have Ward, Racine, Amiot, uh, TJ Scott, Gaynor, Kerr, and Mitchell. Jairi uh, Mitchell. Jairi Mitchell. That's a big group. That is a big group. So, Dude, that's top 12. There's 12 names right there. I know. Yeah. Right? Uh, that is, yeah. Hey, hey, Newf, I, should we, it's, is, uh, we didn't, I didn't add him on this list. Is Schofield in that group or the next one? No, oh, he's actually, in the no, next I have, one. No, I have him in yeah. the next one. My fault. Forget it. Yeah, Ignore no, me. I have him in the next, next one. one. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, he's in the next one. Sorry, Ken. Sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, no problem. So, Goldie, why don't you, I don't know, pick, uh, well, actually, when, when we were texting back and forth, you kind of put emphasis on Benoit, Ward, and Racine as people who can win motos, but I was a little um, surprised by that because I think if Amiot continues on the trajectory he took from two years ago to last year, I think he can take that step into the, uh, the moto winner kind of category. What do you think of that? Uh, I could agree with that, but um, he hasn't shown it. Yeah. Yes, the trajectory and the 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 line right now is still going in that position, but he has not shown moto winning speed yet, right? And yeah. where Racine has, Ward has, and Benoit definitely has. So, and again, this is just some sort of data, right? And a bit of visual as well. Racine would have won a moto last year with that unfortunate incident yeah. at Saint Um, But I mean. With the Benoit thing, and I think Noof has actually uh, sort of put this in a perfect category. After this two-stroke thing, yeah, I guess maybe f- failed. Maybe that's not a great word, but failed. It doesn't look like it's going to work out. Now he's on the 250F. Is it the same motivation? Is he? Does he still want to go after it? Or now is it like, okay, well, I fucking said I want to do it, so I just better do it. And yeah. But again, also, he's a lot older now. He's got a kid. There's a bit different... Um, vibe and a different reason to go racing is that give him this nudge and um, you know he's riding with McNabb and Pettis like that raw speed that the Piccolo and, and McNabb Harrison Noski that raw speed those guys have is fucking unreal is he willing to go that fast and or is it going to be one of those things where the cards work out and maybe they have a bad start and he gets a start because Ben was an amazing starter so you know I'm interested to see how that works out, and I I think that round one is a an, um, a bit of a negative to him at his well, at this stage in his career. Noof, I think somebody that- posted somebody posted something on Vital this week. There's a topic that's been going on for months now, Canadian silly season, and uh, 
there's this guy that seems to have all the in, inside info. So even though Galdi, we couldn't find the results from Challenge Quebec last weekend or whatever, but he went one two two uh, to Pettis last weekend at the at the. So he won the first moto, I right. guess, straight up. Wow. Uh, Pettis maybe got a bad start or something like that, but on the 250, and Pettis beat him by 10 seconds in the second moto, and then only beat him by four or five in the third moto. So if that's is all <laughs> correct in the speed there, like yeah, that, I, then I, I, it's I, hard I, to compare like local races, right? No, like, no, no. But still, was. like he, the, yeah. like but the local races don't forget are probably what eight laps. So sure. that means that those eight minutes, laps, yeah. they where we're going to Edmonton, where one could be 15 minutes. So yeah. this is where this is where I'm at with Benoit. I'm like. Is he going to be the older guy that is what he is right now and sort of just taking his time? Or is he going to be the Benoit that won his championships where that raw yeah. speed, or even the years before that, Newf, remember he was he was leading laps all the time prior to winning those titles, right? He was always getting great starts and leading laps, and he would finish seconds or thirds or those kind of things. Like his raw speed in that prime was unbelievable. Yeah, I remember so, winning in Imo one year, and I was like, Wow, yeah. that was a fucking surprise because he's not the hard pack guy. 100%. Wins, so he wins an Imo round one, I believe it was. I think it was six, 15 or, yeah, I think it was 15. Yeah. Um, my, my take on, my I'll put this to bed right now. My take on, on Benoit is, one, the, the hype as far as the fan goes, it, it's it's been gone because of the two-stroke thing. Like, I want it. I guess as a fan, not as a... Oh, if they have a true carb issue, it's like full bog dog. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's going to be the quiet, sneaky guy. He's going to... We're going to look at uh, time qualifying, and he's going to be sixth. And he's going to get a decent start. He's going to be fourth at the end of the moto, because one of the our main four... And he's going to get a podium. I don't... I would. I don't see him winning motos. I'm sure in his mind, maybe he thinks differently, but he's going to be that quiet, sneaky uh, guy that you're not really paying attention. You're like, oh fuck, there he is at the yeah. end of the moto. You know, what I, I mean? like. I think that's a good take. I think yeah. it's a good take. And again, with round one being what it is, uh, you know, everybody's full piss and vinegar. I just, I, I feel like at, I, I get he's not that old. I don't even know if he's thirty yet. Like he's probably no, I just think around he's thirty. I think he's thirty. Yeah. I just I feel like that's crazy rawness that you're gonna see, yeah. especially in Moto One of number of three, is gonna be fucking unreal. And so for him to be fourth or fifth there, but then battle for a podium in motos at Kamloops, that's that's how I yeah, feel. Yeah, when the yeah. when the going gets tough, the tough get going, right? And that will yeah. be him. Yeah, that will be him, and he'll be good at Gopher because he's a grinder and. But we're seeing that we're seeing this like around the globe, uh, maybe not the globe actually, because you can't do it in in uh, GPS. But your Jeremy Martins yeah. um, and, and these older kind of guys, sort of still being able to be small enough and and raw enough in that kids class. But like, fuck, man, those kids are nuts. They're nuts, Noof. And you you see it. You have one of them under your tent last year, the last couple of years. The noise, and, 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 the and, noise, the revving, the fucking. It's almost annoying. He'll be annoyed. He's like, oh, I can't listen. I listen to my kid that's at home. I listen. This is a bad example, but Goldie and I still race, and we still try to hang on to the pro am or whatever we call it. But sometimes it's fucking overwhelming when you get a decent start and you got these guys behind you. You're like. Oh fuck! Like you feel like you're having a panic attack. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're just like shut up. <laughs> and it's just like leave me alone, Calm man. Down. Like you don't like you don't want to be part of it, you know. So it could um, be similar. Yeah, a hundred percent. Next one was Ward. I, I feel like he's he just needs to be 
top five, top five, five, six out of these first few get going. I, I honestly do not like this move to 250F. Um, I feel like he belongs in the 450, his race craft. His he proved it last year that he belongs. <laughs> his, yeah, exactly. His race craft, his skill set is not like raw, fast twitch racer. I feel like he's more of, even though he's young, I feel like he's more of a veteran-esque type racer. Well, there was a uh, reason he moved himself to. Well, there's a reason he went to 450, right? Like, I mean, well, he it was tried, a paycheck. Well, he tried the 250 for a while, and I mean, he, dude, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a moto winner. He's an overall winner. Like, he's legit. But I think, yeah, it's gonna be. It's man, it's gonna be. I fucking love this class, man. I I just keep going back to this. Like, sorry for getting off track, but this is gonna be awesome. Um. Go Racine, if where do you see this kid? I just got to watch him. He looked amazing. Again, it was only Moff and locally, but you know, I I feel like he's got not something to prove, but a little bit of that chip to prove there. Yeah. With this team. And it's not like Kevin Tyler's putting pressure on him at all. No, and like last year, he was sneaky good at times. I mean, when the starts were there and he fuck, finished he almost, third. He finished third I know, in the he series. Finished third in the series. I know. I said that we were talking at the office this week, and and Brad and I were going, and and, and I was like, dude, he finished fucking third in the series. Like that's not you don't just luck into that. I mean, that's are a, you listening to this, Ken? Because yeah. Renouf says he works nonstop, right? <laughs> oh yeah, working so hard watching yeah. YouTube and talking about races. Well, I was watching old races so I can get fucking my cut of this podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I, I mean, I have a hard time. Like I was literally Galdi when you called me there an hour before Ken got his life together um, <laughs> to, do this, to do this pod. I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm struggling to where to put these, where to put these like slot yeah. these guys in because I know everybody that's gonna listen to this wants a prediction, like, and then they want to go, fuck, you were way off. But I, I have a hard time like placing these guys. Like the top four, I'm very confident. Like I'm yeah. very confident that. If if the gate drops, um, when when the gate drops in Edmonton, I can go, yeah, one, two, three, four. That's going to be our top four. But the rest of these guys, it's just such an unknown because, I mean, you watched Racine ride. I mean, he got third in the series last year. He battled up front. He got podiums. He almost had 20 feet away from that moto win, uh, which was a well-deserved moto win um, in hindsight. It's just really tough. Like, it's going to be... Where these, it's not even skill, it's mindset when these guys come in. Like, yeah, everybody knows, man, we're all talking. It's whether it's us, whether it's MXP, whether it's DMX, whether it's Steve Mathis or anybody talking, we're all putting the hype on the 250 class. And that yeah. plays a huge mind fuck on guys, Big time. right? Big yeah. time. Big time. Um, Amiot, TJ Scott, Gaynor, Kerr. Well, Jairi Mitchell, fuck it, I'll throw him up in the air. I, I yeah, feel like Amiot's got the edge. He should have the edge. Yeah, but hold on. I got, a, just... I got a little take on Amiot here, and I love okay. the guy to death. Uh, uh, former teammate, uh, Pit Bike and Nations. Golly, were you there? Uh, <laughs> I think there's video proof I was, but I wasn't there, really. <laughs> My mindset wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, he rides a 450 good. Does he? Yes. I... Sorry, Quinn, and sorry, Manlock, but man, he rides a 450 really well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, he's been riding it like that's where most of his time's been on yeah. the 450. Yeah, because they're 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 riding. Well, it's his practice bike, the 450. And man, he rides that bike really well because he's a tall, lanky, good style kid, right? And we'll get into that with kind of the Jeremy Mackay type of thing moving to the 450 once we get there. But um, man, Manlock's not. 
uh, holding back any expense. I mean, you saw Quinn was out yep. in California doing testing. and But like you said, throw him in the air, man. Roll the dice. I don't I know. Just, your eyes. I just, again, yeah, Quinn is one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. He's literally, yeah. if you wanted to post a child for a Canadian, that's your guy. He's, Do you feel, though, that he's sure. taken it more serious this year, Galdi? I mean, yes, just I know that he's down south training and everything like that, but I don't, I'm not seeing anything. But again, I'm, we're going off Instagrams and maybe some text messages here and there. No gate drops. No gate drops this year. No, he did Supercross. Minus Supercross. Yeah. Well, yeah, so yeah, he practiced yeah. gate drop. Like, but the, yeah. so I, I don't like that. I don't, I, I, I don't like that. Um, I, I feel like he's, he's going to be very similar to what he was last year. I just and I and I want more and he needs more and I think we're going to see the same thing. If he gets a podium, it'll be amazing and it'll be a bit of a but, surprise. But but if if he's fifth and sixth, then you're just like, yeah, okay. Okay, this. but a fifth and sixth though this year is better than a fifth and sixth last year though. Uh, so that means I mean, he improved. That means he improved. Yes and no. I mean, like, what do we? What names? What names are there other than the Natsuki after a couple rounds? Aren't there? What do you like? Well, Ben Juan Ward. Benoit Ward. Okay, uh, but we lost we lost some too, probably right. Like think of a we gotta have lost somebody. Did we lose anybody? Am I forgetting I somebody? I but like I mean, okay, so add two in there. So maybe if it, if he's beaten Canella. those guys, then oh, yes. we lost Canella. Canella. Okay, one. yeah, we lost Canella. Mackay. Um, yeah. And Mackay at the end of the year. So I, I just I I mean again, yes, we're we're fans, we're friends. We we spent time at uh, donations together, but I just this this class. When I'm looking at the names, his does not pop up in my mind of guys who be like two, threes, fours consistently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just like yeah. I could see him, you know, starting twelfth and moving to eighth and things like that. Yeah, and and that's, that's a great ride. Isn't that's a great, great ride, ride yeah. but that's just not good enough. It's not no. good enough in the in the where he's at and like that. Four fifty. Right. Move, four fifty. Yeah, it could be it could be a bit of a wash on the on the four fifty side, but um I guess that time will tell. And then um Scott, TJ Scott, Gainer now filling in for Gibbs. So for those that uh, don't follow Twitter, maybe just listen to the show. Gibbs is out at TLD Gas Gas SSR. Um, unfortunately, things just couldn't get worked out. He is now going to be a privateer on a 450, um, getting support, side door support from the Walton Kawasaki team. And now Sam Gainer is back and going to be riding 250. Um Gainer is all heart and like that. He'll get some tens and some eights and stuff like that. But um, but also some twelves and thirteens too. I think again right? and then same with like Kerr. Is Kerr gonna take uh, that next step? Is he gonna do what like Amiot did last year, where Kerr so, was the one the year before? You know what I mean? Like is he? So I know Ken's gonna list us off at the end, and we're gonna go championship, uh, fucking disappointment, dark horse. Kerr's my dark horse for this year. I think. I think he's going to be honestly, and I, I love everybody that we just talked about in this group, and no, I hope nobody's mad. Kerr's at the top of that group, in my mind. Above Benoit and Ward. At the end of the series, I think so. Okay. Okay. Yep. Hot take. Priority is, mechanical zone, is, right yeah. there. I'm also looking for a KTM 350 for a couple <laughs> rounds. So. <laughs> Peter, if you're listening, I need a KTM 350 for a few rounds. Just take donks. Yeah. Oh, but no, I think I think Kerr, man, I think he he's he's on the. I mean, I I, I now that I just said that, I'm like fucking Tanner Ward, like he's legit. But I just think that uh, 
Kerr, he's he's young, he's a grinder. He had speed last year, man. He ran a lot of motos in around that fifth. Yeah. When we were like, yeah. what the hell's going on here? Like he shouldn't have been in there. Um I think you I won't be surprised if he's like nine ten at Edmonton. Yeah. But 100%. more more like four to six at Kamloops. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. No, yeah. I would agree with that. I, I I've said this I've said this ten times in the last two weeks. Whether it goes really good at Edmonton or really bad in Edmonton, there's nothing to take away from say, that. Yeah. Yeah. There's unless, no take- unless it's DNF, DNF, DNF. Then oh, 100%. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Or hurt, or you're hurt, <laughs> yeah. or you, you've broken collarbone, or something like that. Yeah. There's no takeaway from Edmonton in my mind for the. We can basically fucking cut this podcast up and do a new one uh, after Edmonton for our predictions for the series because. I don't think that we're taking anything away from next weekend. I agree, hundred percent. Um, the last one in that sort of group, Noof, was the Jiree Mitchell, and I'm like, is he going to be there? Or is he not? I, I really have no. Who, intel. Who's he riding for? I have no fucking idea. No fucking clue. <laughs> we got that but from Billy. Coming, we got that from Billy, right? Oh yeah, at, Billy at, told us that. Yeah, the yeah. Is he going? I have no idea. I don't even know who to talk to. Yeah, I have no idea. No he idea. Call Bermuda. Well, actually, it's funny. Zeb Dennis and, and Ben Kongman are down there right now. Um, <laughs> Your neighbor. Yeah, that's, um, that kid has got that raw speed. He's got the skill set. Whether or not he's got a bike that can match the ones that we, all these guys are talking about, he's not a dark horse, but he's definitely a question mark right now. Well, a question mark, yeah. For yeah. sure. I have, of what could be, He could be fifth, and he could be 15th. I, I really or don't he know. could not show up. Or he could not yeah. even show up. So, um, Ken, the rest of them, I don't even know if you know everybody's first name. I can rumble them off. But the rest of them, okay, so like you said, guys, we just rambled off 12 names. Yeah. So let's, if they say that all those guys went 1 to 12, we have, I have another list of 12 names <laughs> of know. like people and ra- kids that are racing. That have scored We points. all know that have scored points, had some moto that's pretty good, get, made us go, holy shit, that was awesome. Like, give me the list right now. All right. Marcus Ducey, Tyler yep. Yates, um, Blake Davies. Uh, is it Clayton Schmucky, right? Clayton's the first name? Clayton Schmucky. Yeah. Clayton Schmucky. Dylan Rempel. Uh, oh, yeah. Taryn Gerber. Brendan yep. Schofield. That might be one of a, a new one. Devin Smith. Austin yep. Jones. Zach Ufumzef. Bryce Wadge. And Hunter Slosher. I don't know if that one's for sure, although he was at Popcom a couple weeks ago. No, so Hunter Slosher's just, like, training out at Popcom right now, and I chirped him on his Instagram and said, are you coming? Like, I drove by, and he's riding at Popcom when I was going to Kamloops for the our last Future West race. I'm like, hey, man, you coming to Kamloops this weekend? He didn't reply. So didn't even answer you. Didn't answer, uh, but he's he, uh, according to my uh, basement tenant, uh, Chris Svensson, he is racing uh, the full series. 250? Yeah. Okay. So, wow. I, I again, I caught wind of this. He's got a box in his suite. That's 24 <laughs> names, guys. <laughs> well, and and what's crazy, though, is uh, those names that you just mentioned, when you get into the Yumpenzefs and the Yates and the Deuces. Should, and hey, even... Are we doing Rempel Unjustice and, by not putting him in that next group, the, other, the group above? It's close. It's I definitely close. Like, he had some good rides last year. Like I guess that's like Weege not putting Sexton into yeah. to the to the one there that was the I big... think that might be a little bit different. but A little bit different. But <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I forgot about Dylan Rempel. And I'll be honest with you, I, I don't have 
ill will against the kid or anything like that, but he has been fucking quiet, guys. Yeah. I have yes. good source that there were some motos done last weekend, and it was not not good with a lot of pros on the property where Dylan was not looking great. Yeah. Uh, but again, this was other racer he was good team last type year, stuff. Like for the, he was great. He hey, Tyler Yates. Yeah, I remember well, he was are, like what I was just gonna say. These are guys that scored top tens last year. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like. Yates was legit, but you know what's weird about Yates? And I don't know if he's hurt. He wasn't at Kamloops last yeah, week. Yeah, you said Lips. that. Yeah. Yeah, we said that last week. Like, that was weird. Deucey uh, made a bike switch, right, late in the year here. And Deucey doesn't look great right now. And I like the kid, and uh, he doesn't look awesome right now, and he's been kind of quiet. He did the bike switch and, and blah, blah, blah. But I know he's been grinding. those All those boys, so I didn't know this. We did that pod on Monday. Uh, all those guys, anybody that was a pro, stayed on Monday at Kamloops and I saw that, yeah, and rode, which Instagrams. was awesome. Uh, Eels kind of Parker Eels kind of led the yeah led the fucking pack to hey let's stay here and let's ride and let's do thirties right, which is awesome. Yeah, um, that is thing, cool. But, uh, Devin Smith, uh, I'll give a little update on Devin. So Devin was at club, right? Yeah. Um, he Did was he get supposed sick to be, or something, or he's sick. Yeah. He's got, uh, he's got, a, I, I won't get into the details, but uh, he's got something pretty weird going on. Um, oh, and it's, a, it's a bummer, but he's going to be, he's going to be fine. They're treating it, but uh, he's going to be basically off the bike. Well, he'll be at, he's coming to Edmonton. He told me, I was texting with him yesterday. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking going to Edmonton regardless of the condition I'm in because he wants to do it because he put in the, you know, he's the putting work, a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. Um, but real, like one of those weirdo. Yeah. Fucking... Okay. Well, let's hope for the best yeah. on that then. Wow. Yeah. So... I read that on his Facebook or something. I think yeah. Something something that you would just never even believe. So he doesn't have, um, gout. he's got the gout like Noof. He's, he's got, got the, the gout. gout like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, the gout's red easy. wine and red meat. Yeah. Well, the gout's <laughs> easier to treat, but yeah. So, yeah. And you know, and Devin was a, Devin was a, a shining star at Kamloops last year, like, came out of kind of nowhere as an intermediate and and was a you know a, a yeah 11th in a moto i think or a 12th or something like that but fuck man like okay. it's gonna be tough this year okay new without the champion side of things the first group you got to pick one benoit ward racine amiot tj scott gainer kerr jiree mitchell well i'm picking one of them you just gotta like who's gonna be the guy at edmonton that stacks up on that group Oh, in Edmonton? Well, if I'm going to pick Edmonton, I'm going, uh, oh, my God. This is like <laughs> we're playing Russian roulette right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me, if he shows up, give me Jairi Mitchell, if he shows up. Ooh, okay, I'm going Benoit. Uh, the the other group that we had, Ducey, Yates, Davies, Schmucky, Rempel, Gerber, Schofield, Smith, Jones, Ufamzef, Wage, and Slosher. Davies. I was going to say the same thing, Davies. Ken? Yeah. Yeah, I would say in that first group, uh, probably Benoit. And when it comes to the rest, I honestly don't know enough about those guys to, to make you it You fucking real. better learn, Jared. Good <laughs> job now. Well, we've been talking over the last two weeks. You guys have been talking about Colton Schmucky flying at the test track, right? So let's go well, with that. I, but I gave that report last week, though, yeah. and maybe you weren't listening to me. It didn't go very well. Oh, good. it didn't go well. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to stick with it. Let's, let's roll All right, that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's kind of everything for the 250 class. Goldie, is now a good time to do the uh, mid-show uh, sponsor reads? Yeah, Ken, it's a good time now to talk about the halftime show, and it is presented by a bunch of good people that support us 
Uh, just jumping on board, Renegade and Hall Racing Fuel. Races that win, pour it in. Hall Racing Fuel, passionate about racing with the roots to prove it. Um, Blake Hall over there is a big supporter of, of what myself, uh, Galdi, and the other Ryan on the line, Noof. See how that went, Galdi first and then Noof second? That's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> to right. uh, Noof is a big up on the SX Mini. Pour it in and you will win. That's uh, what happens over there. Uh, big uh, thanks to, to um, uh, Renegade and Hall Race Fuel jumping on board. Uh, AmmoRacing.com, that's my company here in Ontario, um, promotion, stuff like that. We're heading to Walton Raceway this coming weekend. Should be pretty fun. And then I drive down to Edmonton to – or to Edmonton. Drive down to Sarnia, sorry, to do the race <laughs> call at Edmonton. That would be a long way to Edmonton if I yeah. could like that. Um, and then, of course, um, uh, Guts Racing. Guts Racing, Pulp 23 of the code to save. Great seats, vintage stuff, lightweight phantom foam. Work with many of the racers and the teams. GutsRacing.com. Uh, and then, of course, our boy Noof over there at Matrix Concepts Canada. Noof, I know you got lots of good things going on. And you're sending me a bunch of cool things for my golf tournament, right? I'm looking at that email every day, and I'm just like, ah, fuck. Hey, man. you, you answered that. Us. You, you answered that. Us. I fucking sell product, bro. That's what I fucking do. I sell product. That's what I do. Matrix Concepts Canada, uh, they employ some of the best employees in Canada, including myself, Ryan the <laughs> new Lockhart. <laughs> Nobody else. Uh, no, there's nobody else that works there. <laughs> no, I know. This is <laughs> okay, tell me, Goldie, when I read this off. Renthal, Works Connection, 100%, Mobius Knee Braces, Strider Bikes. What do those all have in common? Uh, they pay you way too much to sell it. No. Yeah, they are where? brand leaders. They are uh, brand leaders uh, in their categories, guys. That's okay. what we do. Okay. I we thought this was pay... a pat on the back for Noof. No, no, no. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. It's oh. they are brand leaders. Like that's think true. about those lines, right? That's what we that was one thing that Brad McLean always said. We don't want to take on secondary brands because we are brand leaders in our category. It's stuff that we would use as racers, Galdi. That's You're right. always hitting me up for fucking free products for your motorcycle. You've given me an elite perch. <laughs> okay? Anyways. Although, hey, I will. My buddy Noof this year really went out to bat for me for the 100% goggles. I love them, the Armegas. Went over and above what I asked. I do feel like a pro. Hey, you better pro. win a plus 40 title this year, man. As long as I can cut the track, I can make it happen. <laughs> as I'm getting roosted in your stupid plus 25 class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big thanks to those guys. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, really appreciate it for for jumping on board and supporting the uh, the antics that myself and Noof create and, and allowing our our mom dad combo Ken Ken looking after us the parent. Uh, we'll do Boring. the same. <laughs> we'll do yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we'll do the same sort Sorry. of structure with uh, start off with the championship. Uh, when you're coming off a season when a guy went undefeated, it's pretty hard to really take that seriously, but. It is motocross, and you got to line up, and you got to do the races, and, and things can happen. So, uh, obviously, Dylan Wright's at the top of the list, and then T Dags, he was uh, undisputedly the number two guy last year. Uh, Moff had some good rides; he did get that injury uh, at Kamloops, so who knows what that what that uh, set him back. And then uh, the last guy was Pettis, and I think he went out at Drumheller right when he uh, hurt his elbow. Mm-hmm. So, um, Newf, let's start with you. We've been starting with Galdi the last few times, so. What do you think, those four guys, what can you say about them? I mean, obviously, that's kind of, that is going to be our main group. Uh, the two, the 450s are a, a much smaller group than what we just got into with, what you say, Goldie, 24 guys or 22 guys or whatever? Yeah, uh, I have nine, I have 15 names in this 
category. So yeah, fifteen. So um, I and mean, that's being friendly. That's being yeah, friendly. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, I think I think that the thing that we're all high on is like no disrespect to T Dags or Moth, but I think we're all kind of waiting to see what Jess Pettis shows up at Edmonton, right? Like. Last year wasn't a fair judge. He came into Kamloops hurt, and he did do like he did ride decent. Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't like oh my god, like what's going on? But then he got hurt at round two, um, and then we we haven't seen him since. Like literally, we well, I guess we saw him a couple of gate drops uh, in Germany, which didn't go well. No, and Calgary Arena Cross, Calgary Arena Cross, which was we up and hard, down too, which we were harsh on as well. Um, and then I guess he did a race in, in Quebec last weekend. So I think that's a, the, the big question mark that everybody's wondering. I mean, obviously, we think that he is the biggest challenge. Um, I think you guys would have a hard time arguing with me on that, that he is the biggest challenge to Dylan coming into to 2023. But then uh, it's hard to even go like, of course, a perfect season is is just unbelievable, and it, regardless of what the competition is, to be able to get all those gate drops and stay out of injury and and stuff like that is uh, is near to impossible. But Dylan did it last year, and he's coming in healthier this year. But at the same time, that could mean that he's a little more crazy because he is healthy. So <laughs> we gotta we gotta, we gotta watch right, for yeah. for Dylan the Twister. I mean, he him and him and Piccolo, we're going back to the GDR thing. They're kind of similar in a sense that they just don't love to twist those twist the throttle in that sense. And you got to calm them down a bit, but T Dags is going to be T Dags, man. He's, he's the, uh, he's the faster version of Kyle Chisholm. Uh, T Dags is going to T Dags and Chiz is going to Chiz, but he's, I think he'll be in there. I think he's going to be a podium guy every, every week. I, I don't really see him being off. He's, he's fit. The bikes are good. Is he going to win motos? I don't, I don't see it unless something crazy happens. But um, that's my take on those four. So Medag's contract year is also thirty-five this year, Dave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moff one hundred percent retiring at the end of this year. Yep. Pettis, oh, I forgot about Moff. I didn't talk about him, but yeah, he'll be. Yeah. Well, we can. We're going to continue, right? But Pettis contract year as well. So Dylan Wright just signed a three-year deal, so he's comfortable. Do the other three like is Madag's like I need to fight to get a ride next year? Like I mean, is he? No. I mean, give a shit. Like he's gonna no. ride probably no matter what, right? Moff is fucking sending it to send it to, sort of thing to end the career. To on send a it off, yeah, yeah. And then Pettis obviously is shouldn't be going anywhere. Maybe not team wise, but he wants to be back racing next year, and I would say for at least another three to four years, maybe more like uh, what's Dylan 26 Pettis is 25, I think. Yeah. So you, you got to think that they're, you know, their careers are not why, well, like I said, uh, Dylan Wright to sign a three-year contract. Pettis is on a contract year. So does that give them motivation? Does that well, make a difference? Like where do they, I think, I think for Pettis, even like, let's just say that's a good point, Galdi, that they're in these contract years. Um, I think for Pettis, even if he doesn't win one moto this year, as long as he finishes the whole series and he's top three, he's back at KTM next year. Like, because they believe in the product, right? They know yeah. that he has the skill. Um, but he needs a fucking year of literally every gate drop. He needs yes. to be there the yeah. last round. I could see, if it, if that scenario you just laid out, I could see him going back to MX-101 to take Moss run. The family atmosphere, the friendship that had, the first championship he ever won, 
I could just see something like that uh, making sense and working out. Uh, this is, again, this is just my opinion. I have zero data or, or rumor or anything. I could see something like that moving moving into the 2024 season. Sure. I'm throwing that out there right now. Yeah. I'm throwing Write that, that out down, there. Ken. Write that down. Well, it's recorded, Noof, so we're good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Timestamp. Timestamp. Um, but I, my my biggest one out of that top four is, is Moff. Now, can Moff win? I don't know. Like, he's obviously skill set, and I've said it many times. I've even said it on television. Moff was like, when he first turned pro, he was still like a junior. But he was Terrible. so fast in, or in Saskatchewan um, that he got, you know, bumped through the system. But the amount of work and effort and time and focus he's put in, it is one of the most impressive storylines in Canadian motocross history to where he's, be where he's at, right? Winning a title, uh, podium, winning outdoor nationals, all these kinds of things. It's pretty remarkable. Now, does that equate to knocking the, the, the status that Dylan Wright carries? Man, I just, it's really yeah. hard to put that on there. But with this being the last year, uh, the personal life uh, is a little different for Moff. I really think that he doesn't have a lot of give a fuck. He has an afterlife career. He's got a good business sense going. Like maybe this year, you and think I he said sends this, it? Like you I think said this on the last that? show. I said this on the last show. Remember, I said I yeah, I talked to face to face. I said you need to find something inside of you that is dumber than you need to be. He's like, I've got it. I've found it. Wow. So. I, I don't know if, you know, again, this is all hype and, and talk, and everybody loves that sort of underdog story. I would say out of the, these four names, Moff is that underdog. Yeah. Um, and with all the data and, and, and uh, factors that we're talking about, I just, I see something there. I just, yeah. the new bike, he feels real good on it. I just, I see something there this year with Moff. And, uh, I, new, I really, bike, new bike, no chick, same van. <laughs> that would be his slogan. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I, I uh, again, everybody loves I that. Probably, I think. I think obviously, like you're you're a technical racer. Like you love the racecraft on the bike and stuff. I think it would be hard to argue that Moth is not like you said when he first turned pro. I mean, he kind of got thrown into the wolves. He's not a super talented guy, but he's got like he has turned into one of the most technical racers like he's that chris kiefer type mentality right they're the same kind of guys they love the bike setup and that's what he needs to shut off a little bit at well times i know he does right he learned that from bobby fucking canari when they were yeah when they were teammates but the difference was between bobby and and sean that bobby was the right kind of dumb and he just fucking send it right yeah, Where yeah Moff exactly has never done that like i've never seen moff ride out of his comfort zone ever no no ever um, and when you talk to Sean, that's his mentality. He he is he's a calm, cool, collective guy. Can have a civil conversation with you. He's not the guy that gets out there and the gate drops and he just mental takes over, right? Like he needs to drink a bunch of Fireball before getting on a pit bike. <laughs> well, that, that could happen too. Yeah, yeah. but then <laughs> but I like I like where you're going with this. You think you think Galdi that you could see him being next to the next guy to Dylan. So. When I'm looking at it from the outside in, he has uh, 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 the availability and a career after racing, right? Like there's nothing there that's sort of scary going, what am I going to do? How can I figure this out kind of thing, right? Um, this is – he has already said this is his last year, so why not put everything in the fucking bowl and go for it? 
He really likes the new bike. Yeah. He everything is just kind of pointing into he likes a the team, obviously. Like, yeah, everything team. is pointing in the direction of like, you know what? Fuck, fucking send it, Larry and Tyser. Fucking send it, and and go for broke. Whether that puts him to the ground because he rides over his head or something, but I I really think we're gonna see a warrior type mentality for Moff, where he has just sort of shut off the the smarts that he has. And like you just said, and that the Kiefer type thing. And I remember I said this when we went to World Vets, the Kiefer about Mike Brown. I'm like, you're too smart. You do not know how to be dumb when yeah. you're racing in vet. You're yeah. too old and smart now. He needs to be a little bit dumb and shut off the vet side of him to close this door in because the bike, the skill set, the speed, he has it. He needs to be all over the just kind of like, oh, fuck, that rut doesn't look right. Fuck it, leave the gas on kind of yeah. thing. You know, right? not just like back out of it and, and maybe lose a position type thing. And that's going to be hard to do. Like any racer is going to have a hard time shutting that off, but all factors are right now showing it, throw it in, go for it. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's, 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 this is the, the end all for the, to put the, the stamp on the Moffenbeier career, which his legacy is amazing. He's done a great job. He should be put in our Canadian uh, motocross hall of fame type scenario. He's done amazing things. He's a champion. If you're going out on the fucking thing, Send it with everything you got this year, Moff. Um, I'm a fan. I'm, I believe in it. Ken's, Ken's smile and ear. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spot for, for As he's Moff. looking at a snowstorm at his window. Right now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's pretty nice. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it. And um, okay. uh, the Medags one, I honestly think, it, like, does, it, does he care? Is there a care? He just rides dirt bikes. I so love your the guy championship that, pick. That's usually your championship pick is T Dags. Uh, no, no, I no. I'll save that for the end. But I don't think I can pick T Dags as my champion this year. I just, I honestly think now it's, it's getting. He's 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 too old to be a champion. Yeah. It's just like it's just the cards aren't in his way. Unless, oh, he's still so fucking awesome though. You no, know but I mean? that's like, what I mean. Like you're just favorite. like you're just you, you can't not cheer for him, but. To to say that he's going to win a championship, I just I can't do it. I love him. I will, Galdi, I'll cheer for him all year, but if he doesn't show up to Walton to grab his plus twenty five fucking championship oh. thing, I'm gonna lose my mind. Fucking jerk. <laughs> Sorry. And and ride a ride a wrong bike. Yeah. We're testing. We're testing. Whatever, no. Alex. No, whatever, don't Alex. Test in the class that I just spent <laughs> fucking seven thousand dollars to get to. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, shit. Anyways, all right, there we go. Yeah, next, next group, and I, I want the Pettis too. I mean, like you said, Noof, he just he has to show and go. Like, just get it done. Beat two, oh, three, to, every he has moto. To show and ride and finish all the races. And he needs to be. If he, if he can't be Dylan's speed on that day, if Dylan make a mistake, he's got to be the guy to clean it up. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, he is the next guy. He is. But don't don't try to match the speed and then eat shit and then see yes. you next year. See yes. you next year. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next group. Galdi, when you sent this over, you uh, emphasized this with um, podium potential, but you also put the word very small in front of it. So very small podium potential. Uh, so you, the, the list of names is uh, Benick, Mackay, Elmore, Meston, Eels. And I noticed when I was going through it that we don't have Tyler Gibbs on here. So I'm wondering if he fits into this group or the next group, but I would say this group probably, right? I yeah, would agree. yeah, no, I would agree. Gibbs is in this group now. That What's he's that, be a local BC race that you just sent over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. that's yeah. the uh, main event at uh, Ammo Arena Cross coming soon. <laughs> Ammo Arena Cross. <laughs> um, but yeah, Gibbs, Gibbs belongs in that group, Noof. Yeah, for sure. 
I mean, that's going to be a good bet, like uh, kind of similar scenario to Paula yesterday, a privateer's dream. What's going on right now, right? Like these guys can be, these guys can be six through 10 every moto and, and that's legit. I mean, it's not, it's not, I mean, you got to be there to, to get it. There's no question. Um, it's not handed to you. I think the Bennett thing is going to be interesting for me on a 450. Um, he did struggle last year with some things. Like, remember, he got heat stroke or, or like, he didn't ride the second moto at Manitoba. I I just wonder, I, I, I guess where I'm going with this, I question Julian's fitness a little bit. Like, he's, yeah. not, he's not the kid anymore. Like, you know what I mean? He's... He's getting older every year that goes by. Um, and, Galdi, you could probably say the same as me. Remember when you were 14 and you could do 25-minute yeah. motos all and day it just long? Switched. And Remember, it just switched. Like, That's literally yeah. in a day. Like, in, yeah. like you, you, you woke up one morning and it was like, holy fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what happened to me in 2000 from 99. I could just fucking energize their bunny in 99. And then 2000, it was like, oh, my God, I'm so out of shape. But I question his fitness a little bit. And, he, dude, he's had so many fucking injuries. Like, it's been the list. Like, it just keeps going on and on, right? His, um, uh, his uh, doctor chart would look like fucking... Yeah. The same one from uh, Roadhouse, all Patrick us. Swayze. Or all all of same as right. his dad, but but I love his heart, and there's no question that his skill. But again, he's six foot something, and it is the right move for him to go to four fifty. You know the wild thing too with when you. T- I feel like when you talk about Benick, it's almost talking veteran. Is he even twenty? No, not even close. That's what no. I mean. Like he's no, he's like no, I think there's he's been 17. almost seventeen. The VC narrative, Noof, and you can attest to this: Clats, Fasciotis, Darcy Lange. Kyle Beaton, these names that have carried through history, they were all pro at like 14. 14 yeah, and we've also old. we've also been here about hearing about them for years because for years arena cross series exactly they're racing, right they're racing year around right it's so, like that it's like that American mentality that you yeah. you've heard it from so many years and then turn pro and you're like why is this not working out how is it not happening yeah well, and, then they're, yeah. they're fucking 14 years old they're yeah like, yeah nothing's working out when you're 14 right he's only 17. I think so. I don't even know if he fucking drives, to be honest with you. I, I don't even know. I, he, he's well, I wouldn't be surprised at it about these fucking kids nowadays. They don't want to get their license. That's too much work. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but anyways, no, I, I got high hopes on, on Julian. I think, uh, I think that's a, a good move for him to go to the 450. That's really all I can say. I don't like whether he gets ninth or sixth, it wouldn't surprise me. I feel like you guys are be on the same train as that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just love the Parker Eels story, and I know he's a BC boy <clears> and he's my buddy, but guy fucking works in nine to five. Well, not even a nine to five. He works construction. Sometimes it's six to ten or six to fucking six thirty at night, right? Like he grinds it out. I asked him. I saw him last weekend in in Kamloops. I said, "What's your schedule?" Maybe we're on some flights. He's like, "Nope, I fly in Friday nights." Like. He takes red eyes on Friday nights and flies out Sunday nights back to work on Monday, right? Who's so, taking his bikes and stuff then for, like, East Coast and show? Oh, fuck. He told, uh, Priority guys are taking that, I think. Oh, Priority nice. Canada. Okay, cool. Yeah, Very so cool. I think he'll drive to the – obviously, he'll drive to the West Coast rounds, right? So, um, But I'm pretty sure he told me the Priority guys are taking them. I like it. Cool. Uh, but I love that story. Like, dude, he has a full career. He probably makes – fucking 70 grand a year working construction or 80 grand a year he doesn't need to do this 
spends 30 going racing. <laughs> but you also got to remember, Parker's under 25. He's young. Yeah. He's young. It's just like he's been around for a while. You know what I mean? Unbelievable uh, hair. Unbelievable hair. Like model, uh, model material. Yeah. Model material. Wait do you see him, Ken. You're, just, you're fucking melt. I've, I've seen him. Yeah, I've met him. <laughs> yeah, well, just take it easy when you talk to him, okay? Just, <laughs> well, just it's control, not Moffin Moff Byer, so Ken will yeah, be Yeah, from one extreme to the next. Yeah. <laughs> no hair. Yeah. yeah. Ken can see his reflection in Moffin Byer's head. Yeah. Fucking Shrek to the fucking, the night that's in the Shrek movie, <laughs> Jesus. Um. Uh, who else uh, was hey, in there? The, Let me touch on a couple more. Uh, who else was in there? Give me a couple more. Elmore, Mackay, and Meston. Yeah. yeah, well, Meston, I, it, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, it's, is he is he racing? I don't, I don't know. I don't He'll know. show up and get some fucking what is, what is Billy from Dread? Call it crossroads. They don't know what they're fucking doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like Elmore. Elmore oh, in this yeah. group. No, of course. You know, Elmore I think is, Elmore is yeah. the top of this group. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I, yeah, I, no. I think hands down. And I think this, I think this move to SSR, you know, um, Steve Sims is a grinder, you know, he works hard for what he's got. Elmore is the same fucking way. You know yeah. what I mean? I, you know, there was a little bit of confusion going on with the back in the day when Elmore got the clippy clippy from, from, uh, Al Dick's team. Al Dick. Fuck that. I, I don't know. Like Elmore is a good kid, man. Yeah. Um, hard to get a few words out of he doesn't talk a lot but he's good and he's riding good why yeah. he wasn't in Kamloops last weekend I don't know Daniel if you're listening to this I'm fucking pissed you should have been in Kamloops did some gate drops but he does Nerf. live he does live like almost on the fucking Alaska border that's how far north he is so oh, really I get it it's way up there. yeah uh and then Mackay Oh yeah. So Walton seven Kawasaki what, on the four fifty two hundred and eighty two pounds. Six two hundred and eighty two pounds. Uh blue eyes, uh has a little bit of facial hair, hit puberty when he was twelve, uh started driving when he was fourteen, got his first girlfriend at thirteen, um, loved spaghetti for his favorite meal. No, I'm just kidding about the other the other bio things. But um I so of course uh, seeing um, team owner flying Brentley at the test track. flying at the test track. I've heard that from numerous people actually. No, I have too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but racing is always a different story. Like the kid, oh, I'm a little. I am a little bitter about the race this weekend, and I'll be sharing that on a face to face when I see him. Uh, but my race being canceled and some some things there. But um, I I mean him or Elmore throw it in the air, I guess to me, but I just give it more to Elmore from experience riding a 450 longer motos. But I feel like Mackay could be a very close top five to that top yeah. four this coming weekend in Edmonton with the way the track and the 50 minute motos. Mackay surprised me last year. There was those, especially when he got on the, on the factory KTM, like, you know, in practice, he wasn't the guy that you noticed or anything like that. He didn't set, the fastest like fast lap times and this and that and then he got the start he can hang the pace i think it's yeah. so mental with him Galby. yeah like oh, so, I agree. like 100 it's not skill it's not talent it's not like fucking throw that all out the window it's what jeremy mckay if the stars are aligned he could be better than the moth like speed wise and stuff like 100 he could be, be carrying the flag yeah for canada yeah when the mcdags and moths maybe start you know, dispersing from, from 100%. racing our series. He could be yeah. the next guy. Mackay so Elmore. Yeah. Uh, but I agree hundred percent. You're, you nailed that on the head right there and we'll see, we'll see come Edmonton this round. And um, he gets good starts, which I think could be beneficial 
for him. If he can hold that like pace for say that first 10 minutes, then you know he might be able to just kind of stay there. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, that number five position is up for grabs in all and those with, games. Withstand the the sun in your eyes at 5 p.m. in Edmonton. Uh, it'll be covered in smog or smoke or whatever's going on. <laughs> well, he's on 100% uh, Matrix Concept athlete. So oh, there you go. The right mm-hmm. lens for him. Yeah, you better. Yeah, hook him up there. Hook him up. And if it's if it's wrong, it'll be my fault. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so we did touch a little bit on Gibbs, but where do you see him fitting in in that group? Either one. Um, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, okay. So just to slowly catch it up, he's on a new bike. I think there's a bit of a spite reason for it all. Like, why not just, you know, he's, he's been struggling in this, in the, uh, in training, been struggling. He struggled at my go for dunes race just a few, like a month ago. Yeah. We talked about um, that. it wasn't going good. The team parted ways, you know, yes, let's get a bike and just go to round one and swing it. I know he's trying to like get the bike from California. It's going to be Bogle's 450 from what I gather. Um, I just, I, it could probably go really well at round one because of the nature yeah. of how it's getting there. Yeah. As far he, as a series goes, I don't see it lasting or working out in my opinion, but it's never lasted. It's yeah, never right? lasted. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the thing. Yes. And, and let, let me give my two cents on this. So I think the backing up, I mean, we, we've said that there's two sides to every story and, and, and blah, blah, blah. But you know, I've known Tyler for fucking years. I've known the family and, and this and that. And, and trust me, they've never, they, they've not always made the right decision and they've bounced around here and there. But what I will say is Tyler's a home buddy. I was talking to him last week. He called me up out of the blue, told me what happened in a, in a sense on the phone. And like I said, I take it with a grain of salt because it is what it is. And, and I, I understand there's two sides to every story. But what I will say is I watched... I saw on Instagram this week, Tyler is happy to be back here in BC with his brother. They're out there at Popcom. They're taking fucking whip videos and jumping weirdo fucking jumps and shit like that. Like, I feel like this whole thing could have been uh, fixed by just, like, come home. Like, Tyler, you don't need to be at club for six months, and you don't need to do this and do that. And like, But, hey, it is what it is. It is a job at the end of the day. Um, I think you see him come out in Edmonton, fucking guns a blazing, because of the spike, Goldie. Like I yeah. see you on that. There's no question he has speed. Look at Kamloops last year, man. He was legit. Like yeah. he was in there, and then it slowly faded off because I think that's his mentality. I think that he is a short term. Uh, short terms of probably the wrong word, but he gets really excited when he's excited. He rides well. Um, I don't think he, that he's found that that you got to grind it, dig deep. You know what I mean? He's not that kind of guy. He's really good at Supercross, really good at Arena Cross, which we've seen. Um, but I think in this 450 class, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he's fifth or sixth at the first round. But when it gets to Kamloops, 35-minute motos, I mean, I know he's in shape. He's been riding tons. Um do we see him in ninth or tenth? You know what I mean. It's gonna so be... his kryptonite is leaving his home. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. No, I know. I, I I don't know how to really explain it. He lo- like he loves being at home. I think he's I think he's a homebody. Yeah, yeah. That's just my opinion, and I, they they'll probably listen to this and argue with me on it. But I think that is it. He likes riding with his brother. He likes having fun with his brother. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. 
But if you want to be a professional, if you want to be a professional, you need to be able to break out of that comfort to get to the next level. That's, that's how you become a professional at a job. Like you, you need to be able to do it outside of that comfort zone that you've been uh, accustomed to your whole life. That's just a part of it. Well, no. And that's why I said, I mean, you're a professional athlete. You need to make these sacrifices. Right. Yeah. I think that, uh, that is what it is. Yep. Yep. Okay, Galdi, why don't you uh, run us through this uh, list of the rest of the people in the 450 class that we can look um, at? Yeah, so McKee there out of out of Saskatchewan. Uh, Ryan Derry, Max Filipek will not be going out west, I don't believe. Uh, Gadak, T. Parrott still injured. And Trutes, what's the first name of him again, Niv? Andy. Andy Trutes. Uh, he's coming up with Avery Berry, uh, boyfriend of Avery Berry. They'd be riding for the man luck. I mean, those guys just, you know, throw him in a hat. I, I think... Uh, McKee actually did yeah, turn some heads a little bit more on the arena cross side of things. Um, and uh, when he was in Calgary, I think it was right. We were talking about him a little bit. He had some good motos. So we'll see if, if he's a part of it. Um, uh, Ryan Derry on sort of a privateer, uh, KTM sort of thing this oh, he's year. Back on KTM this year. He's back. Yeah. He went from Honda to KTM this year, riding yeah. for Hudson motorcycles. Um, Gadak, don't know anything what he's doing. Everything. Oh, I don't know. Is he doing the full series? I, I have no fucking that. idea. He's one of your guys. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't one know. of your guys. T. Parrots um, hurt. Hopefully to get ready for the East. Um, so Andy Trutz would be the lone sort of 450 guy at Manluck. So I mean, for any one of those names, if they can get around that eight to 12, 10 to fifteen range, I think that's a positive moving forward at every round and every moto. Uh, like I said, we got nine. I have fifteen names put on this list. Um, and oh, added Gibbs, sorry, we had Gibbs, so that'd be 16. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But I mean, the top tier guys that we talked about are the ones that is in the 450 class, not even remotely as deep as our 250 class. Yeah. And it's almost, I mean, actually, the GPs are the opposite, actually. The GP 450s are a lot deeper. But like the American series, our series, uh, the Australian series, it's weird. Uh, maybe it's just because there's so many kids that jump into the the deep end right out of the gate, but our the two fifties this year, boys, is like get the popcorn mm-hmm. and be ready. I feel like it's going to be. Um, I, I, I I'd say like one of the better ones, Noof. But we've had two back to backs, unbelievable seasons in two fifty class. Todd Minnie's doing the first three rounds. Oh shit! Right on. All right, we'll add a seventeenth name. <laughs> He'll get points. And then and then I got a I got a wild card coming in because he didn't qualify for Loretta's this week because um, he went to Washugo, so. Uh, local kid, Lane Newens, who has yeah. nobody on this podcast has heard of. Galdi has, but I have and has. I haven't. No. Um, dude, he ran Parker down last weekend in the pro am moto and faster lap times. So he will be riding. I don't know if he's going Edmonton for sure. I guess I'd have to talk to him on that. But Camlas for sure. I pick him uh, top ten rider. Oh wow! Top ten. Want to put a bet on it? I owe one you moto. some money. Whatever money one I moto. owe you right now, whatever Well, you money owe me a lot you. of money, so. Okay, well, then let's put that on this bet then. Double or nothing? Okay. 500 yeah, bucks. double or nothing. No, I'm not double or nothing. <laughs> Ken, that's a big bet that Goldie owes me for, so. <laughs> yeah, so why don't you double or nothing, hero? Uh, I'll do 50%. 50% on that, so. No, yeah. fuck off. Quit being such a Sally. One moto top 10. No, not Lane a chance. Not a chance. No. I'll pay you double than what I owe you right now. If okay. That okay. You're, you're or the bear or the bets buried. Top top ten, one you're, moto. Not happen. Or you don't know if he doesn't. You don't owe me anything. Yeah. You weren't gonna fucking pay me anyway. So. 
Yeah, because I'm a deadbeat. I'm that guy. <laughs> All right, let's get our picks. Yeah, let's this do predictions. Like, we've been really rocking here, boys. Wow. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I know. I'm getting texts. Randy says I need to do these at the office. They're taking too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, this is the longest one of the year. Yeah. yeah. It's a big one. Okay, okay so relax. Ken, Ken's up first. Championship picks, both classes. Okay. Uh, championship pick. So 250. I'm probably going to take both ears because I think it's, well, no, we'll see. Uh, 250 would be Harrison. I just think he did, uh, he was very consistent last year. He just was pushing. He was always towards the front. Other than that, uh, like you said, Noof, that first moto in Kamloops, but he was always up there and around there. And he's pretty solid. Uh, 450, Dylan Wright. <laughs> oh, shocker. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Goldie, you go first. Um, I'm just going to be one smidge different. I'm going Harrison, and I'm going off the kilter. I'm going Moff. Harrison and Moff. What? Cool. Yeah. I'm in on that. But I'm doing it. I'm yeah. doing Charlie it. Charlie Vegas just stopped by? Moff <laughs> is going to fucking, yeah, because I'm focused. I'm focused. <laughs> Moff is going to fucking send it like he's got long hair in the 70s. He's fucking running <laughs> it. We're going fucking ball for the championship. Team no hair. Let's go. Uh, Harrison and Moff. Harrison and Moff. Yeah. I'm going uh, Piccolo, Wright, and team manager of the year, Ryan Lockhart. Oh, my fucking you God. Go. You, <laughs> so biased. Diggs <laughs> probably just text him saying, you're not getting your paycheck if you don't pick our boys. Yeah. Dig just sent me a prepayment yeah. for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There it is. There it is for the championships. What was that other one you had, Ken? Uh, most improved for each class. So I'll go first. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm hoping – I'm kind of the fan guy, right? So your guys' is probably more rooted in reality. Mine's kind of what I'm hoping for. And I'm, I kind of hope Quinn takes that extra step and gets into the regular podiums and then fighting for moto wins and stuff like that. Uh, 450, um, Jeremy Mackay. I think uh, he's just going to take that. He he looks like he rides a 450 really well. He's a big guy, as we've talked about. And I think he'll, uh, he'll just have a, a good season up there. Uh, most improved in 250s, I'll go, fuck, it's hard, <laughs> it's hard though, uh, I'll go, yeah, I like Ken's picks, they're, they're pretty good, but I don't, I, I'm gonna steer away just cause I wanna be different, I'll go, uh, uh, I'm gonna go, fuck, who's riding 250? Just fucking say it No, already. I'll go Racine, Racine for most improved, cause I see him on the podium quite a bit. Yeah. And I will go Racine and uh, fucking Andy Troops. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who to pick for 450. <laughs> so, uh, Elmore. Give me Elmore for 450. Okay. Okay. Most improved. Okay. So I'm going Ward and Pettis. Because both switch, both Ward didn't ride the class, and Pettis is just coming back. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, okay, sure, yeah. yeah. They should do better than last year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're comparing data, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm a data guy. I'm a data yeah, guy. Yeah. I'm a data guy. <laughs> okay, another one, rookie of the year for each class. Uh, my 250 is Schmucky. I guess he's kind of intermediate. I don't know if, is he even racing the whole series? He, like, he's all the way in? He's Oh, yeah, he'll yeah. be doing the whole okay. series. Yeah. Okay, so I think he'll do pretty good, and then, uh, he did the whole series last year, though, as an intermediate. So. Oh, did yeah. he? Oh. Uh, yeah. 450, I would go with, uh, again, Mackay. So, uh, Goldie, you go ahead. 
I'll go um, Davies in my 250 and Mackay in the in the 450. Actually, no, Benick. Benick. Okay. Davies yeah. and Benick. Good. Davies and Benick. I'm going Davies and Mackay. Okay. Um, so I sent this over. We, one last little bonus prediction, and we don't have to get into a whole lot of detail, just kind of uh, what you think is going to happen in, in very short terms. But uh, how do you think Edmonton will go? Newf, we'll start with you. Uh, I think, well, I, I mean, Galdi brought this up before we started recording, but weather, weather could be interesting, right? Yeah, that will yeah. be, that will be a real question mark. They're calling for rain right now. I haven't looked today, but, um, I think it's going to be all right. I, I think obviously the outlook on it is making more of a show drag racing going on during the, during the day, right? Like top fucking fuel dragsters That's going cool, down. Yeah. Like it's going to be, it's going to be wild. I think it's going to be wild that, our good buddy there at uh, Heavy Metal, Cal Nowicki, said the track map looks uh, interesting. Um, but I'll stick with my guns, Kenny, and say you can't take anything away from what's happening at round one. Rain, shine, sun, smoke, fucking drag racing. You can't take anything. <laughs> rubber. Rubber, smoke, fucking. Yeah. You can't take anything away from what happens at round one. But I think yeah. it will be good for the series okay perfect. friday june 2nd 20 degrees nothing saturday june 3rd 22 sunday june 4th 22 in edmonton as of today nothing so no zero weather. rain no zero weather. nothing looks like because okay, yesterday it was rain it looks like great weather as of as of today this is sunday evening yeah so um uh my prediction edmonton um i think the roost will really hurt i think that there will be a celebration for some and others will be just like hating every fucking second of being there. Uh, and my other one is like, how, and my other prediction is how are they going to do this sort of supercross point evaluation <laughs> yeah, that's towards a big the one. end of the year supercross thing? I'm interested, I'm interested in how that works, but <laughs> we're going racing when the gate drops, when the gate drops, the bullshit stops, boys. And, and like New said, I don't think we can take anything from it, um, unless. At the end of it, it is a one-one-one Dylan Wright and yeah, yeah. a fucking one-one-one Harrison or one-one-one Natsuki, that kind of thing. Other than that, yeah. I think we're going to be in store for. We got to wait one more week to really see what the series is going to be evaluated as. Okay, uh, Galdi, you want to just finish yeah. off with some sponsor stuff and then we'll uh, sign off. Yeah, buddy. Uh, again, once again, KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Cast Canada. Thank you so much, guys. For joining in, you are making the new feel way better than his actual speed and skill set at this moment. Riding a KTM 350, so we appreciate that kind of confidence that you do. Minus the goat, minus, minus the goat. yeah, the one club foot. <laughs> <laughs> Race Tech uh, and CGR Racing Suspension. Hit us up if you don't know how to get a hold of Charlie or Race Tech. We will guide you and make sure you guys get the best suspension out there. They support us, and they can in turn support you. Bristol Coachworks, um, anything custom. Uh, vans, sprinters, uh, motorhomes, boats, all kind of custom stuff. They even have some really fancy custom underwear they've made new for all the rounds so you can feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, very cool. And, of course, callousmoto.com. Ken will be donning the brand, Canadian brand, focused on the ride, fueled by passion. 100% of the proceeds go directly back to the sport. Um, and, of course, our uh, midway sponsors, Renegade, Ammo Racing, Matrix Concepts Canada, and Guts Racing. Uh, great show, guys. Long one. Uh, we appreciate you guys and people tuning in, listening to the whole thing. That was a lot of fun. 
We got one last one last question. Anybody that wants to go on Twitter that follows uh, us here, how many fights do, does Galdi and I get in this summer? Um, we're spending about sixty days together. Oof, fuck. One a day at least. Uh, can, I, yeah. can, can I answer that? The, clo- answer the closest that? Twitter, the tw- the closest guy that guesses it at the end of the summer gets a prize pack for Matrix Contest. <laughs> That's free, awesome. Gets yeah. a free trip to wherever won all the fights house for the week. <laughs> <laughs> or no, you win a trip to fucking live with Ken for a week at Saskatchewan. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's not a prize. <laughs> uh, all right, boys, that was fucking great. Yeah, um, it was fun. I'm jealous. I'm jealous you boys get to go to round one. Six days, fellas. Six days, and it's going racing. All right, we'll talk Bring to you guys later. Game, yeah. Oh, don't worry about that, buddy. I'm nothing but A's. Charlie so. Vegas for you and Liam O'Farrell. That's like my school grades. Nothing but A's. Okay. All see right, you boys later. See you guys. Cheers. Yep. Bye. Later. Bye.